The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney couple Vanessa and Chris about their 10-year vow renewal inside Epcot at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about this because Vanessa and Chris actually had their wedding 10 years ago also inside Epcot and at the Living Seas. And I thought it would be great to find out how they decided to do their vow renewal, what the differences were, anything that they kept the same, and of course how everything turned out. So welcome, Vanessa. Vanessa and Chris. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you would like to go back to Disney to have a 10-year vow renewal. So for a couple of different reasons. First off, literally since the day after our wedding, we had people mentioning and asking us, when are you going to do something at Disney again? And some half jokingly, but a lot were very serious because everyone had such a great time at our wedding. And over the last 10 years, some of our guests who we did have have passed away and others maybe aren't able to travel as much anymore. So we decided 10 years was kind of the right time to do it. Well, and also for us, 10 years really marked a big milestone for us as a couple and you know nothing compares to Disney in terms of the accommodation and service and so it was really no other place we would go other than back to Disney World. That's interesting because one thing for me is I always feel like my wedding was so amazing I could never top it. Did you feel like you had to top yourselves or was it more like "Ooh, this is fun there's so many options let's try some different ones? I think this time we really wanted to focus on the experience for our guests and for us when we got married. It's just a lot more stressful when you're planning a wedding. We had a bridal party and we were moving and we had all these other adjustments that were happening. So this time it was like, let's go back and have something that's fun and relaxing and that we could really enjoy because I felt like the wedding, even though it ran really well, was a lot more stressful than the vow renewal. So it was also our chance to kind of go and have a good time with our guests that we didn't get to do the first time. And I think for myself, really, there's a familiarity to it because, you know, a, a number of couples, because it was really my idea to go back to Disney because we had we do trips and we're always doing something new. And for us, for this 10 years, I know how much work Vanessa put in 10 years ago. And for us to go to a different location and do something different, that would have been a lot on her because, again, realistically, I did very little um, in terms of planning everything. I just, my job was really to show up. Mm -hmm. And I think for me as, you know, the spouse and kind of seeing what she went with 10 years ago, going back to Disney 
made it so much easier for us to celebrate the 10 years. And did you consider doing escape or memories, or did you always know you wanted to do a wishes vow renewal? We were leaning towards the wishes vow renewal, and what kind of made our decision is we first reached out to all of our guests who were at our wedding, who we thought may want to come for our vow renewal. And based on the responses that we got, we were well above the number for any of the smaller sorts of ceremonies. So that kind of made the decision for us. So it made it easy. And we always wanted to be able to have kind of the full reception experience in that. And we know that you can do that, but it's a lot more complicated if you have to go through like catered events and different things. So for us, we were naturally leaning that way, but based on our guest response, we kind of had to go that way. Got it. So then I guess I was going to ask how your friends and family reacted to this news, because my thing has always been, well, how am I going to get anybody to come show up for a vow renewal? It was hard enough to get them to Florida for a wedding. But it sounds like for you guys, everybody was super excited for your vow renewal. Well, for us, it was an easy sell. You know, we're from the Midwest and we had family come from Michigan, Indiana, Iowa. And so for us, it's really, you know, early spring is still pretty cold in the Midwest and to have a chance to spend time in Florida really means a lot. And it's really a nice break from the weather. And so, but again, you know, Disney world is an easy sell. I mean, you don't have to do much to convince people. And again, I think both having it be Disney world as well as a combination of the weather really made a big impact on the people wanting to come to Florida. Well, I think so many people who've had Disney weddings can attest the guests usually have such a great experience that doesn't compare to anything they get anywhere else. When they heard that they had a chance to come back and do a lot of things that we had all done as a group 10 years ago, I think that in and of itself, some people, the last time they were at Disney was at our wedding. And so they were excited to come back and experience the parks and do other things as well. So that made it even easier, like Chris mentioned, not only was it the Disney brand, the Disney experience, but in total, we had guests come from nine different states. So even if we had had something in Michigan where we're from, most of the guests would have been traveling anyway. So it just made sense to have it somewhere that people would want to go to in March rather than Michigan. (laughs) So how many guests did you invite and how many ended up making the trip? So we invited almost 55. It was right around 55. And in the end, we had kind of two guest counts. We had 32 that were at the ceremony. And then we had four local friends that came in the evening. So we had a total of 36 in the evening for the dessert party. Now, I know when you were first planning your vow renewal, you were looking into doing a double vow renewal with another couple. Can you tell me a bit about how that would have worked? Yes. So we had some friends that were also going to be celebrating their 10th anniversary. And so we, when we originally approached Disney and we we met with our sales consultant, um, we asked them what would be possible. And they had to actually go back to the management team and they came back to us. And what they had offered was that we would each have our own ceremony and we would have to pay for that individually. But then we could have a joint reception and joint dessert party. And we would just each have to meet the minimums for our own guests. So it was kind of an opportunity where you could have your own unique style by having the separate ceremonies, but then they would allow us to mesh our guests and have similar minimums as for the actual reception part. Interesting. So would you have had the ceremonies concurrently, but in different locations, or would you do the one right after the other, or how would that have worked? So it was going to be concurrently, and that's also why we had 
we were looking at Epcot because it would be easy logistically. They could have brought in the guests for both ceremonies and dropped off at our location and then dropped off at our friend's location. So the only downside would have been that we wouldn't have been able to attend each other's actual service, but we would have been able to celebrate at the reception portion. Interesting. And then you were saying that you could share, was it the food and beverage minimums per person? You would just be billed depending on how many guests you brought versus how many guests they brought? So it was kind of interesting. We would have had individual contracts for our ceremonies, but there would have had to be one contract for the actual reception portion. We would each be responsible for paying for our own guests. Let's say we had 30 guests and they had 20, but ultimately it would be one contract for that portion of the events. So we would have had to eat, have like a contract essentially between us to just outline the terms that, okay, if I have 20 and you have 25, you would pay the 25 and I'd pay the 20. Guess. Interesting. Okay. Well, dang, I'm a little bummed that that didn't work out because that would have been fascinating to see how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, we were, but in the end, our friends were still able to attend. So that was nice. We were still able to celebrate with them, even if it wasn't exactly how we had all hoped for. Got it. So for your wedding, you guys had your ceremony in the American Adventure Rotunda in the morning, and then you had your reception at Living Seas Salon and a dessert party in France. Tell me about the locations you picked this time around and why you chose them. To be honest with our wedding, we were, because we are from Michigan, I was super concerned about having an outdoor location. So that was a immediate draw for the American Adventure because it is an indoor location. It's also a beautiful location and we've done a lot of political stuff. So it fit us as well. But the fact that everything was inside was a big sell for us, except for the dessert party, of course. But this time around, we weren't as stressed and concerned about it. So we wanted to look at something that would still be in Epcot because we really, it was important to us to be able to get pictures in the World Showcase. And we also, in fact, even got pictures inside the American Adventure Rotunda this time around as well. But we wanted to find something a little different. And we had a lot of beautiful pictures in Italy from our wedding. So for us, when we went with our sales consultant, we looked at the UK pavilion and we also looked at Germany. And when we saw the setup that we could have in Italy with Spaceship Earth as a backdrop, that kind of just sold it for us. And then we had Canada Terrace as our brunch reception this time around. And again, we didn't run a risk an outdoor reception for our wedding. So this time we were a little bit willing. We loved that our guests really liked being in the park last time around. So it was kind of an even more unique experience because once a world showcase opens, there's people walking by down below and you really feel special and like you have a VIP experience being up in that location. So it was just, and it was a nice spot for our size group. So it fit perfectly for us in that regard. And then, of course, because we had done illuminations the first time, we thought about, we tried to look at some opportunities for the different new locations they have at Magic Kingdom, but they really don't work well if you want to view the fireworks. So our sales consultant had given us some different options where you can have the dessert parties there, but we really wanted our guests to be able to see a show. And unless you do something at one of the hotels, of course, you can't do that for wishes. So we ended up just going back to Illuminations. You had your dessert party at Germany Promenade. Can you talk a little bit about booking that? Because normally they don't let you book it until a little bit closer to your event. 
there's a really interesting backstory to that. We had gotten special permission. We were, in fact, supposed to have our dessert party at Mexico Vista, which is also not typically used for wedding events because it's a bigger space that weddings don't usually take up all the space for. But our sales consultant was able to get a special permission for Mexico. And the only thing was that we were going to have to meet the higher food minimums, which was fine with us, about five weeks before our vow renewal, our consultant or our planner reached out to us and said the catered events really wants Mexico Vista because they have a large group that's going to need the space. Is there anything they can do to get you to switch? Well, we had already had our invitations printed and a lot of things, and I really didn't want to switch. And they offered us Germany Promenade, and this was about five weeks out, which I think is longer than they would normally have done it with those last-minute bookings. And it was the first time that it had been offered to somebody with weddings that far out. So our planners, they were kind of excited because, as you mentioned, it's typically reserved for corporate events. I guess it was the Siemens location is what she had told us. So when we were offered it, again, we didn't jump on it right away. And they ended up coming back and gave us a few incentives to get us to switch. And it has a very nice view, just like it's almost the same sort of view as Mexico. It's just directly across. So it ended up working out well for us in the end, but we were originally supposed to be in Mexico Vista. Interesting. And then due to weather, you ended up having your actual desserts in Norway Loft. Can you talk a little bit about that venue? Yes. So in the morning when we had our ceremony, it was in the upper 40s and it was very cold. So by the time we got to our brunch, it was much better. And our planner said that it was predicted to be just as cold in the evening. And because of we were having a nacho bar along with desserts, but because of some of the food, we just didn't think if it was in the 40s, people were going to be very apt to eat very much. So we asked, can we have it moved inside, just the food portion? And we asked for chairs to be set up in Germany because I guess typically, like if it's rain, they just walk you out there, you stand there, you watch illuminations and they escort you out. But because ours was just because of temperature, they were able to set up chairs in Germany. And then in Norway, we had everything inside. And it's been recently redone, I think, in the last year, because we had originally looked at it as a potential location for our brunch reception. It was nice because they were able to escort our guests from the front to Norway. We had the food upstairs. And then right before illuminations, probably about 15 minutes before, they then escorted our guests out to Germany, which isn't too far of a walk from Norway. Got it. Okay. So when you guys were planning your vow renewal, what were the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So as I mentioned earlier, we were really wanting to make it about guest experience. So this time around, we did things that we hadn't done the last time. For our wedding, we were a little bit more traditional. We didn't have any characters or didn't do a lot of Disney sorts of things. So this time around, we paid for to have Mickey come during our brunch. We also had a ride mix in at our dessert party with Soaring. So those were kind of some of the big things that we wanted to do. And also 
food is always important to us. So we spent a lot of our focus and our little bit more of our budget on food as well. We stayed near the minimums, but like for our dessert party and things, we added on extras for that. And then what were the least important aspects where you saved your money or you saved your time? So for us, there were a couple of areas that we thought were pieces that we could save some money on without really affecting our guest experience. So for us, a big issue because we were having an in-park event was transportation. We really wanted to look for some ways that we could save some dollars because for our wedding, we had done limos and we had to have two charter buses and a lot of different things. So we had taken some advice that you've mentioned before about using vans in the morning. We used that for transportation for Chris and I and my cousin who was singing for us. And then after the brunch, because Disney does require you to have the chartered transportation during your event, in the the ceremony and the brunch but as soon as our brunch ended we had a lot of guests who were staying at the park in fact it was more than half of our guests so what we did is we worked with Disney and they let us do vans for the guests who were leaving because we had significantly less guests in fact less than even one of the small charter buses so they allowed us to do vans one-way vans for our guests who were returning to the resort and the other thing way that we save money on transportation is for the dessert party. We had our dessert party that evening at Epcot, as we've talked about, and instead of paying for any transport, since we still had a lot of guests who had spent the afternoon at the park, we just had guests meet at the front where you can have them meet outside the turnstiles, and then we were able to be escorted in, so we didn't have to pay for transportation there. And then a second area that we really wanted to have beautiful arrangements and have nice things that our guests would remember, but we didn't want to spend a lot of money on was our floral. So I was able to work with our floral manager. She did a great job of helping us. We had the travel theme that I've touched on. And so we looked for ways that we could incorporate that theme without costing a lot of money. So they allowed us, we made map flowers that were from places that we've traveled together over our 10 years. And so we had, I think, like 30 flowers made out of actual paper maps that they used in my bouquet and they used in our centerpieces. So that took up a lot of space that regular fresh floral would have used. And we also, there were some items that I asked Disney about, but they were pretty expensive. So I asked, well, if I provide that, is that an option? And they kind of get tricky with the in-park events, but a couple of areas that they did let us bring in things were, for instance, I wanted a menu, a nice menu display that was printed that guests would see because we did an around the world theme with our food. So when they, when Floral quoted me a price, it was quite high because they where you'd have to have a graphic designer do it and a bunch of different things. So I asked, well, is there any way I can provide it? And they said, if we provided something in a frame, all we would have to do is rent the stand from them. So I think we paid maybe 10 or $15 to rent the stand where the original price they quoted us to print the actual menu board and everything was over $200. So we were able to save money there. And they also let us bring in, we asked because we were doing ribbon wands and floral will quote you prices on that. And I asked, well, is that something I can bring? And they let us do that. And some other things, we had a directional sign with locations where all of our guests were traveling from. And they let us bring that in. So I always say ask 
even though they tell you you can't bring everything in for an in-park event, they will often work with you and help you find areas that you can save and bring yourself. And then finally, the last area that we spent a little bit more for our wedding that we wanted to save this time around was on rentals because we, when you're in park, you have to do chairs for your ceremony. You have to do chairs at your reception and certain ones are included, which aren't always the nicest. And then um, you can rent chairs, but it's quite expensive because there's a per chair cost as well as like a delivery fee cost. So we decided to do just the regular standard chairs that come at the ceremony. And to be honest, with the outdoor setting, you didn't notice. Now, when we got married inside, I think we did chair covers because it really adds. But on outside, you think it's going to be a big deal, but it really isn't. People are looking at everything else. And we even worked with them on rentals for chairs at the reception in fact, Disney ended up giving us kind of as a magical moment, I guess you would say. They gave us the Shivari chairs for our reception, and we didn't even have to pay for them. So that was a nice surprise. But another thing with rentals, they helped us save. I wanted some sort of colored tablecloth. And she quoted us different types of linens, and then they'll also quote you for colored napkins and how much those cost. So I was able to work with them. We figured out that doing the simple tablecloths was cheaper than doing colored napkins because initially I thought napkins would be cheaper but when you add up how many guests are sitting there it was cheaper for us to do the tablecloths and then we still added in the color without as much cost so there's always ways if you work with them on the rentals they will help you find ways that are going to help you save without really interrupting your overall look and vision for what you have for the day. That's a really good point. And I remember with my last party in Epcot being surprised to find out that almost randomly, if you do pay a chair delivery fee, you get free delivery of special cutlery. So we swapped out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, chairs and cutlery. For some reason, they go together. But that way, we were able to have cutlery to go with our sort of tropical theme and not have to pay a separate delivery fee. That is nice when they add that in because you don't always realize that until, again, sometimes they bring it up to your attention and let you know, and then you're able to add in these extra touches without that extra cost. Yeah, that's a great point. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you could recommend? Because of the travel theme we did around the world theme for our brunch, so we tried to feature something from the different pavilions in Epcot. So I would say a lot of those mainstays we did have, like we had the cheddar cheese soup and the pretzel rolls from Canada, but we also did some things like we had some, the skewers from Morocco. We also had, we had crepes from France. That was something Chris really wanted because we had crepes at our wedding. So that was nice. And they were able to do some custom crepes that replicated a recipe that's used at a restaurant in our hometown. So that was nice. And for our cake flavors, we had one that we had had for our wedding, which was the chocolate with the, we actually had marble with the peanut butter cup frosting. But I think a crowd pleaser this time around was the second one we had. was the almond with key lime. And people really love the almond with key lime. We ended up making that our smaller layer, but people raved about that. It was such an odd combination, but it was really good. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard of that combination. How did you hit on it? 
when we were at our planning session, we were, you know, as they bring out the plate with the different cakes and we just happened to, there was some key lime left and somebody tried it with the almond and we go, oh, this is really good. And we all tried it. And then we were kind of sold. It was something that we had never would have thought of, but the way the almond cake is, it just went really well with the key lime. Interesting. Okay. Did you guys add any other events to your vow renewal celebration? Yes, we did. The first night we did a bowling event at Splitsville, and it was kind of a kickoff to the week, uh, the weekend's events, and it was really nice. That was kind of our welcome party, and we were able to, we had done like small welcome bags for people, and we were able to pass them out, and we had two lanes reserved as well as a pool table, and then we did pizza for everybody who came, so that was a huge hit for everyone. And then we did group reservations throughout the week at the different parks and some of the resorts. We had dinner at the Wave at the Contemporary. We also had dinner at Crystal Palace at Magic Kingdom. We did a night at Ohana, which I think was our biggest group. We had 20 people at Ohana. And then we did Tusker House at Animal Kingdom. So we had a lot of group dinners. And then finally, we did a scavenger hunt at Magic Kingdom where we had teams. And people really liked that. It was fun. It was a photo scavenger hunt. So we had an app that people were able to, we sent it right to their phones and they were able to go around the park and get certain pictures based on the clues that we had. So that was a big hit with everybody as well. That's a great tip. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how your vow renewal day ran? Yes. So I got up around 4.30 for hair and makeup to arrive. And because it was just me that was getting hair and makeup done, at least in our room, we were able to get that taken care of by, I think she left shortly before 7. Chris got up and started getting ready about 6 o'clock and Randy Chapman got there around 6.30. So we were able to get some photos done with getting ready pictures. And then before I actually had a dress made out of my mom's wedding dress. So it turned out great. It was a perfect mix of like what her dress was and my dress, like something that I would want as a dress. And so Chris had waited to see that. So right before I put on the dress, he left, we were at Port Orleans Riverside. So he went outside and we did kind of a first look that was around seven o'clock. And then we rode over together to, Epcot and we one of my cousins was actually our singer so she rode with us as well we got to Epcot around 7 30 and started photos and we had gotten special permission to get photos inside the American Adventure Rotunda so we were there about eight o'clock doing some photos and then we went over to Italy and had our photos there before the ceremony our ceremony started a little late um, there was some transportation hiccups but so our ceremony started about 9.15, which usually Disney it was supposed to start at 9. It usually would have started, but we were a little delayed with that. Um, and then we had some photos, and our service was really short. Our vow renewal ceremony was only about 15 minutes long. We had gotten some scripts from some different individuals, and we had a friend who did the service for us, and it was exactly what we wanted. It was kind of a short, sweet, to the point. We also had... Within that, we did a blessing of all the couples. So all the married couples who were there kind of got to participate in this in the ceremony. And that wrapped up by like 945. Our guests were on their way over to Canada. 
we took a few more photos and then we had Mickey arrive at 10:15. and be one thing that's important to know if you have any characters and you have an outdoor venue it has to be before the park is open or after the bar park is closed so because the world showcase opens to the public at 11 we had to have Mickey before people ate so he was right after the pre-reception he was from 10:15 to 10:45. We had our brunch and we had the smaller package. So our brunch ended at one. We went and took some pictures at the boardwalk. And then we went back to the resort and took a nap <laughs> in the afternoon. And we went back. We did add on one of the things that we had felt at our wedding is that we were really rushed at our dessert party. So we added an extra half hour to our dessert party this time around, which was great, especially because we were moving from Norway to Germany. I think it would have been really rushed even more. So we had our guests arrive back at Epcot at 7 o'clock. The dessert party started at 7.30. We were taken over to Germany about 8.45. We actually left a little early. We were able to get some photos in China and the Africa outpost in Germany at night on our way over. And we, of course, watched Illuminations. And then we did the ride mix-in with Soaring, again, tying into the travel theme. So that was about 9.45. And from there, our guests were escorted out. I think everything ended about 10.15. We were all out of the park by around that time. And some people stayed. It was extra magic hours. So there were some that had an even later night. But that was kind of the general rundown of everything. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your vow renewal day? I would say between Chris and I, when I came down the stairs at Port Orleans Riverside and he got to see me in my dress, we didn't do a first look for our wedding. And I, to be honest, I wasn't sure if it would be that, how much we would be into it, but it was just a fun moment. And it was nice for us to kind of have that moment to ourselves. So I think between the two of us, that was kind of my favorite. And then with our guests, it was just so great when Mickey came out because no one knew except for my parents that Mickey was going to be there. So we only had a few kids at the reception. So to hear them like scream out Mickey and run over to him. And then the ride mix in too was a huge deal because some of our guests weren't even going into the park, like didn't have tickets for the parks. So it was nice to give them that little bit of Disney experience. So those things for our guests, but between the two of us, I think at the beginning when we had kind of that first look. And then for myself, I, it was really the, the ceremony was wonderful um, to have. We had our, a friend do the officiating, and then we also had a family member sing a song. And for us, it was just neat to see that the fa everybody, all the family there in Florida at Disney, that was my favorite part. That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Minor things, like we had paid for some palm leaf planters to be at our ceremony location. And as I mentioned, it was quite chilly that morning. And with that, there was pretty high winds. So we had paid for four planters to be there. And when we got there, they were blowing down the steps and they ended up when we came out for our ceremony, they were nowhere to be seen. So it turns out we saw them in our video once we got our video back. But what had actually happened was they just, the wind was so strong, they couldn't keep them up there. So that was kind of a 
one disappointment. So we really had no decor at the at the ceremony, but in the end it was fine because it's Flower and Garden Festival. There was a lot of flowers in Italy anyways. And I think the other, I think that's pretty much, we had some transportation hiccups, even though our guests had been at our wedding 10 years ago and went through the same process of taking the bus and we had had explicit directions and invitations and in our Facebook group, it's still, we had several people get mixed up and took an Epcot bus instead of waiting for our buses. So it worked out in the end, Disney worked it out, but Again, no matter how many times you tell people, even people who had been through it, it it worked out in the end, though. I think that was probably the biggest thing. Now, you guys have done this twice, so you're probably pros, but is there anything you would have done differently for your vow renewal, knowing what you know now? I think from our wedding and then also for the vow renewal, we paid to have like centerpieces at the dessert party. We had the glow ones. And this time around, we had ones because we're trying to go to all 50 states before we turn 40. So again, with the travel theme, we had some really cute glow centerpieces with U.S. maps on them. Nobody noticed the centerpieces and not that they're very expensive, but in the end, we could have just skipped that. And I think the other thing is make sure that you spend on the experiences. I think that was a good lesson that we learned from our wedding was doing some of those experiences for our guests. And another thing that we learned from our wedding, which I think we did much better this time is we had regular food at our dessert party as well as desserts because after our wedding, we were hungry and we went and got regular food where this time around we did a nacho bar along with the desserts. So I think that was a great lesson that we learned from our wedding that we were able to correct this time around. Got it. I, I do love their nacho bar. <laughs> yeah, I know you had had it too. Yeah, it was a big hit with people. That's for sure. Do you have any other tips or advice for couples who might be considering doing a vow renewal at Disney? Well, I think for myself, you know, as a a spouse who is, you know, interested in Disney through my wife, I would just say for the Disney husbands, I mean, is to, there's a lot of options. Disney gives you a lot of ways to craft your experience. And whereas, you know, you're giving the opportunity to give your opinion, just, you know, pick and choose. But I think that the key thing is, is that, well, ultimately it's a day that for both of you is just to you know, utilize the options that Disney gives you to make that day unique to yourself. And I think the biggest thing is do it because so many friends we have that have had Disney weddings or have talked about doing something at Disney, they talk about it for a long time, but if you have the means to do it, don't wait. Make sure that you do it when you can because you never know what circumstances could change in life. So even though people sometimes only say, well, you've only been married 10 years or you've only been married five years, whatever it may be, take that opportunity and seize the moment, so to speak, and go ahead and take that plunge because you won't regret it in the end. It's well worth it. It's something that you will have great memories of for the rest of your life. And again, I mean, we already had people asking, oh, you're going to do something for your 25th? You know, I mean, because it was such a great experience. So definitely take that leap, make those plans, and don't wait because you'll only have regrets if you wait. Great advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yes, I have... My public Instagram account is figmentfan814, so figmentfan814, and I also resurrected on the Dizboards my planning 
journal and report from our wedding and I've added to it and it's also under the same username Figment Fan 814. So I'm not quite through the trip report there, but or on Instagram, but I have been posting those and I'm pretty far into those reports and both both places. That's great. And I will also get some photos to put in a slideshow in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Well, Vanessa and Chris, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think you've both offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's considering doing a vow renewal or a wedding at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for inviting us. We had a great time. Thank you very much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.